welcome to another episode of Life with Hula. My name is Hula, and I am a former radio personality here in San Diego. I'm now doing a daily podcast where I tell you about what's going on in the world, in the country, in the city of San Diego, and just kind of keep you informed, as well as just trying to bring some happiness into your life. That's what this podcast is all about. I really appreciate you tuning in to Life with Hula. If you are a new listener, if you found this podcast via iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are what I call my elite 12, those that have stuck by me since day one, thank you so much for continually supporting me and being a part of this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you ever want to reach out, feel free to do so. You can reach me at all social media platforms at Hula SD. Just search H-U-L-A, like the dance, SD as in San Diego, and I'll be happy to answer each and every one of your questions or concerns or even just to say hi. Um, So thanks so much for tuning in to Life with Hula. I'm a little distracted. I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, Today's show, of course, I'm going to bring you a throwback Thursday, which uh, deals with a character I used to do when I pranked called people, and his name was Lucky Balut. And here's a little clip of the prank call itself. Over one for show. Hi, hello. I am calling, um, wanting to know if I can get tickets to be a part of the Oprah Winfrey show. Yes. Okay, my name is Lucky and my last name is Balut. Yep, that's Lucky Balut trying to get into the Oprah Winfrey show. And I will play the entire clip at the end of the show for a little throwback Thursday that we do every Thursday. As well, at the end of the show, I have your moment of pure happiness. It's a little bit different because it's from America's Got Talent. If you happen to watch Monday's America's Got Talent, you saw this performer. Um, He had a beautiful spoken word poem for his sister. And I'll tell you more about it, but it's it's a little different because it is uh, kind of a, an ode to his sister. And that's going to be, again, at the end of the show, as well as the, the things that will keep you in the know. Again, I'm so sorry. I apologize about this podcast. I'm a little distracted because today's the day, folks. If you heard yesterday's podcast, today's the day that I go in and get a vasectomy. Um, it's happening today. Um, you know, I'm nervous about it. Um, it's one of the first things that is in my head right now when I woke up this morning and I'm like, okay, I have the podcast to do. So it's definitely top of mind. And it's not that, you know, I I think I, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, it's, there's definitely a little bit of sadness in the fact that, you know, I will no longer be able to really have any more kids. Um, Because growing up, I've always wanted to have a big family. I grew up in a big family. My mom is the oldest of nine siblings, and my father is the third of seven. Um, And we just always spent time with our families, um, and I just pictured having a gigantic family. Um, We, my wife and I, we met later in life, as you know, as it happens, and By the time we had our first child, my wife was 35, almost 36 years old, and they already deemed her, um, what is it called, geriatric pregnancy, where um, basically at the age of 35, you know, a lot of, you're higher risk when you are pregnant. And so they kind of had us being higher risk with our oldest daughter, Liliana. Everything went fine. Um, It was an emergency C-section, though, that we had to do, uh, deal with because of other 
complications uh, with my wife's health, but it all worked out. Um, and then with our second child, I believe my wife was maybe 38, 39 with Braylon, and um, the pregnancy went fine. Um, again, higher risk. And come to find out, uh, Braylon is intellectually disabled. Um, she does have a disability. She's special needs. Uh, but we wouldn't change that for the world. I mean, we change a little bit because sometimes she is hard to deal with. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. That's what you're, you're given and that's what you're meant to have and, and so be it. Um, so my wife, when originally both of the children were C-section, the first time it was emergency, the second time it was scheduled because she already had the scar and the wound, you know, it was easy to go in that way. Um, so we decided right then the doctor said, should, should I close up shop? Is that it? You guys want to be done with kids? And we said, you know, we made the decision right then and there. No, we're not done. Um, I think my wife was probably done, but I wasn't a hundred percent on board. And so she didn't get neutered. <laughs> that, that sounds horrible. She didn't get fixed. Um, nothing happened. Um, the doctor just sewed her back up and she was off ready to go. Um, you know, years go by, we find out Braylon is, uh, has a special disability or she has a, spe she's special needs. She has a disability. Um, and we kind of decide, we just, just don't even really talk about it. We just don't have any more kids. Um, and then my wife, as of the beginning of the year, or even last year, late last year, her doctor's like, okay, should I close up shop? You know, are you guys done? And my wife decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And she came back to me and she said, I'm done having kids. I'm closing up shop, uh, which means she would have to go in for surgery. It would take a longer procedure for her because, you know, that they're tying up tubes and it would take a longer recovery. Um, so we, we thought about it and I thought about it and I figured, you know, I don't want to do that to my wife. She's already given me two beautiful children. She's already gone through um, recovery with the C-sections. So I guess it was my turn to step up and, um, get a vasectomy. And so I decided at the beginning of this year to get a vasectomy, obviously with things happening with COVID, uh, my original scheduled appointment got bumped a month and now it's today. It is today. Um, like I said, I'm, it's weird. I'm in a weird, you know, I'm nervous because it's a surgery, first and foremost. Secondly, I'm nervous because of COVID. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to get the coronavirus, um, which somebody who had informed me they clean all the time. It's the cleanest, most sterile place ever. You'll go in, you'll go out, snip, snip, you're out. Um, but, you know, I'm still nervous. It's still, you know, a minor procedure. It's still getting cut open. It's you know, and I will no longer be able to breed. Um, obviously, we will we'll be able to still have kids if we decide to have kids by adoption or, you know, I don't know. It just it just seems like there's a, a closure and all that stuff. And I think in my brain, I'm not fully, like I'm closed, but I'm not fully closed, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, and the, everybody's like, then why did you decide to do it? Well, I just don't want my wife to go through it. Um, so that's why I decided to step up and do it myself, um, because it's easier for a guy to recover takes, you know, four days. Um, and then he, I'm off to the races. Um, then you have, I have to, you know, go through, see the doctor again, make sure that, that, uh, I'm not able to, you know, no, none of the baby makers are going through <laughs> in lack of a better term, um, aren't getting past the goalie. So, yeah, so it's happening today. Um, 
tomorrow's podcast should be quite interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll be painful. I guess I'll have to recap the whole pro- the whole thing. So stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Life with Hula, the day after the vasectomy. Craziness. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the big thing going on with me today. So again, like I said, I might be a little distracted if I'm stumbling here and there. I'm not going to edit my podcast. I'm gonna, I've always tried to be real and keep it the way it is. Um, so if I am distracted, um, that is the reason why. So yeah, that's the update on me, my vasectomy later on in the afternoon. Um, we'll move on to things that will you know keep you in the know. All right. Now, the very first story I want to bring up is a story about um, wearing masks. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Friday the 13th's villain, Jason, appears to star in a PSA, PSA about wearing masks. Um, it's in New York State, and they're trying to use humor to ke- get people to keep wearing their masks during the pandemic. This 30-second PSA stars a character who looks suspiciously like the serial killer Jason from Friday the 13th. He's walking around the streets of New York in his hockey mask and unintentionally terrifying people while he's trying to fit into the city. Um, He finds out actually people are scared of him because he's not wearing a protective mask. He's wearing a hockey mask. At the very end, which you don't hear, there's a tagline that reads, wearing a mask can be scary. Not wearing one can be deadly. Um, So here's a little clip from the actual uh, PSA. It's not easy. The mask kind of makes people uncomfortable. I wish everyone could see me for who I am. Just trying to fit in. I know. The whole chainsaw thing. I get it. But the thing is, behind the mask, I'm just a regular guy. It's a pretty hilarious commercial. I I wish it would air here in San Diego. Um, but yeah, it's important to wear your mask, people. Um, we're going through this whole closing of bars and wineries if you don't serve food, curfew at 10. Ugh, it's all happening all over again. So please wear your masks. Um, here's another story to keep you in the know. Um, it looks like YMCAs in San Diego are starting to open up. They did close in March. And now for those that are paying the monthly dues for the Y, they are now reopening. Um, the first sites they're doing it in phases the first sites that are opening are mission valley ymca dan mckinney family ymca in la jolla uh, jackie robinson's family ymca in mountain view magdalena ecky family ymca in encinitas and mcgrath family ymca in spring valley um, those are all opening up um, from 7 a.m to 1 p.m i think as of tomorrow or no as of today or was it yesterday maybe i've may, i don't know they're open anyways um, locations are open from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on weekdays. Jackie Robinson's closes at 7 and at 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Jackie Robinson will be closed on Sundays. Um, on top of all of that, other locations will be opening in a week on July 8th. Cameron Family YMCA in Santee. Copley Price Family YMCA in City Heights. Toby Wells YMCA in Kearney Mesa. South Bay Family YMCA in Chula Vista. I'm waiting to see the one in Escondido. Can the one in Escondido open up soon? Um, I know that some people have sent their kids to camp. Um, There are camps that are open up. Um, My daughter's, the YMCA in Palomar is open um, for camp, but not open as far as um, being able to use um, the the rooms or exercise rooms and stuff like that. Um, According to what I'm seeing here is, um, according to the YMCA, we have put careful thought and planning into our 
are reopening following guidelines from the CDC health experts and local officials to ensure our facilities meet the highest standard of hygiene and safety. Um, patrons should be supporting their Under Armour when they arrive. As a result of these social distancing practices, many of the athletics club's amenities, including locker rooms, and the following are not yet available during the times that they're open. Child watch, uh, don't bring any kids, group exercise classes, um, gymnasium activities, programs like sports, dance, swim lessons, community rooms, cafes, playgrounds, um, additional amenities, guests and day passes nationwide um, at YMCA membership passes um, are only available, and pools, spas, and splash pads. So the only thing that are really open are the gym. Um, you can go to the gym for the most part. Um, any 95ers hoping to lift this Saturday will have to wait a little longer. All the local wise will be closed July 4th in observance of Independence Day. So just to keep you in the know about YMCA's um, here in San Diego, they're opening up in phases. And last but not least, um, it looks like as of yesterday, the USS Midway Museum is reopened with new safety changes amid the pandemic. Um, the iconic USS Midway, uh, by the way, the museum, um, my dad, my dad actually served on the USS Midway. So it's crazy to have to see it, you know, there. Uh, I've been on it when I was a little kid, but I obviously don't remember it. Um, but yeah, it's reopened uh, yesterday, uh, just in time for the 4th of July. Um, the museum said they received clearance from Governor Gavin Newsom to reopen its doors for the public on Wednesday, but will at first limit guests to the flight deck and hangar deck. Um, as a matter of fact, um, they have Mark Berlin um, from – no, 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 sorry. They have David Kuntz. See, I told you I'm already distracted. They have uh, David Kuntz from the USS Midway who had a comment about the reopening. Exactly, you know, to maximize safety, you know, we're, we're going to take some of the confined, more confined spaces – on the Midway, like our below decks, our Battle of Midway Theater, and even uh, some of the aircraft on the flight deck here that you used to be able to go inside. We're gonna keep those off limits initially until things improve, but that doesn't detract uh, from the experience at all that you're gonna have on the Midway. You're still gonna be able to learn about you know, all the aircraft. We have more than 30 restored aircraft here at the, at the Midway Museum. Um, they all have their own individual stories. And we're also going to have our volunteer docents, many of them who were retired military, many of them were former, former Navy and Marine Corps pilots, and they're going to be talking about what it was like to live at sea and live that adventure as well, what it was like to land on an aircraft carrier and, and the jolting feeling it is to take off on a carrier. So you're still going to be able to just really in, get that enriching and engaging experience here on the Midway, even though we're going to limit uh, the initial experience to just the flight deck and the hangar deck. So there you have it. Um, USS Midway is open again. Um, luckily for us here in San Diego, uh, we weren't on the list of all uh, the California cities that had to close certain things for the 4th of July weekend. So if you're looking to do something fun, um, again, it's limited depending on, you know, the number of people around. But uh, there's an option for you for 4th of July weekend. If you want to get out, you can go to the USS Midway Museum here in San Diego. And that is all of your stories to keep you in the know. All right, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, it is a Throwback Thursday, and a lot of people on Throwback Thursday on social media, they'll post things from their past, like old photos of what they look like, um, you know, fun things they did in the summer. Well, on Life with Hula, I like to play an old clip. As I mentioned earlier, I was a former radio personality. I worked in radio for 19 years, so I've got to have some old clips of me being, you know, doing funny things on the radio. 
And um, back when I was on Channel 933, um, between the years of 2001 to 2009, um, I created this character named Lucky Bolot. And he talked like this, and he was like, you know, he had a Filipino accent, and he would always, you know, he's naive, I'm naive, and then, and sometimes I, you know, don't know much about things, and I take things too literally, you know, like, like what's happening in the world, too literally. Um, gosh, I don't think Lucky can say literally. Um, anyways, so he would prank call people, and with his charm and his personality, um, I'm going to play you an old school Lucky Balut call where he wanted to be a part of the Oprah Winfrey Show. Oprah Winfrey Show. Hi, hello. I am calling, um, wanting to know if I can get tickets to be a part of the Oprah Winfrey Show. Yes. Okay, my name is Lucky and my last name is Balot. Now, I have a couple of questions for you. Is it possible that I can ask you some questions? Yes, you can. Okay, first of all, do we pick up our cars after the show or do we um, do we get our car delivered to our house? That, that, that was the premiere show. So that was sort of a, a, a special circumstance where everyone receives cars. And that's not necessarily going to be happening every show. What are you talking about? I've seen times when Oprah has given everybody something, so whenever we go to her show. Right, and usually those are special occasions, and usually those happen randomly. But, like, my question is, is because I saw her give away a show, and her whole team this this season is, like, dreams come true. So my dream is, like, yesterday everybody got a car. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to get the car, you know. And it's cool. The only problem I have is if the car is green, I don't want the car to be green because I don't like that color. I don't care if you give me, like, a Ford Explorer or, like, a Mitsubishi Montero. Well, I don't I care. Well, I think I should explain that no one was expecting a car yesterday. Oh, Everyone no. Everyone that got a car yesterday was totally surprised. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. Like, I'm not really picky at all. You know, you can basically give me whatever, like a, a boat or uh, like a oh, like a big screen TV. I like TVs. Um, also, I like to, you know, go places. Oh, you can send me on a vacation trip to Hawaii. I've never been there before. I hear it's pretty well, nice. Well, I can tell you this. If you get a ticket and you're lucky enough to get on the show where we're giving something away, I'm sure you'll get something. But other than that, you kind of have to just rely on, on whatever day you're going to come whatever show we have planned. Okay, but just so, tell Oprah that, you know, if she when she gives me my car, that make sure it says I am lucky number 1 on the on the license plate when that car. And remember, make sure it's not green cuz I don't like green. Well, <laughs> it's a nice idea, but I can't I can't guarantee that. Okay, but you have my tickets, right? Oh yeah, okay. I, I, we can provide you tickets. Okay, because, you know, yesterday I heard her. She's like, you know, everybody wins a car. Everybody wins a car. So, you know what? I am everybody. So, I would think I would win a car, too. I'm just saying, you know, just just asking a question. Well, remember, I work here, and I didn't get a car yesterday. Well, you better, so talk, wasn't everybody. You better talk to Oprah, because yesterday she was <laughs> on Oprah, the TV but, like, everybody you know. wins a car. Everybody. Hey, you win a car. You win a car. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I can get you tickets. That I can get you. Okay, so be be expected. I'm coming. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. And that's your Throwback Thursday clip uh, for today. Oh, good old Lucky Bullet. I miss you wherever you are. Lucky, I'm thinking about you. Um, and now it's time for your moment of pure happiness. So if you're watching America's Got Talent like myself, I'm a big fan of reality TV shows. I love them all dearly. Um, I bring them up all the time. 
Um, I actually uh, love America's Got Talent. And on America's Got Talent, there is a man by the name of Brandon Leak. He's a 27-year-old college counselor from Stockton, California, and he shocked the judges with an emotionally poetic spoken word performance. It's the first time there's uh, ever been spoken word on the show. And if you've ever, uh, if you don't know what spoken word is, it's like, um, it's, a, it's a poem. Um, and it's kind of, uh, it doesn't rhyme. It's just kind of emotional. Um, it at times can be emotional, um, and it's coming from the heart. And it, this particular spoken word poem um, was an ode to Brandon's sister, um, who had passed away. So it's a little different than my normal moments of pure happiness because you know I try to be uplifting. But this one, um, really, I'll tell you all about it as soon as you hear the audition. Here is Brandon Leak from America's Got Talent. I have two facts for you. One, I'm six feet tall, <laughs> and two, love is the most vulnerable thing one will ever have. And you must learn to hold on to it loosely, so when it leaves, it won't exit so painfully. On July 14th, 1996, an angel was brought to this earth. Her name, Danielle Marie Gibson, but I only know her as Puff. Her smile is as wide as the universe. Her eyes, they glimmer like the star. She is my world and my sister. I, just four years old at the time, learned what it meant to love selflessly for on days and watch my strength was but knee high, seeing her smiling face would make my soul fly. But on March 23rd, 1997, I've been groundbound because she left Earth to go back home amongst the stars right next to God. But I was left here to manufacture wings out of tears and broken dreams, yet I'm still haunted by these nightmares because I have a really creative mind. And sometimes it designs these alternate realities where she is still here, still alive, and all the things I wish we could have done are played again and again and again. And I'm tired of playing God because I got to come to terms with the fact that my sister ain't never coming back. And that's the cost of love, caring for someone so much that you can't imagine living life without them, staring at a grave like... How about I trade my six feet for yours, but that's not real. And I know I said earlier to hold on to love loosely, so when it leaves, it won't exit so painfully. But if this pain and these memories are all that I got left of you, I won't never regret these scars. I'm just trying to hold on. Whew, that, that was definitely, you know, emotional. Um, after his performance, um, both Howie and Simon stood up. Um, how he said to Sofia Vergara, like, you know, I see you're very emotional. And Sofia had mentioned that um, to Brandon that his sister died in 1997, the same year that Sofia Vergara lost her brother. He was only eight months old. Um, so she was feeling his pain, his emotion. Um, and, you know, it, it, she loved it. She loved the performance. Um, Simon loved it. He was saying how it was hard to to actually critique it. So he just complimented it the whole time. Um, and then Howie said, it's amazing to me that season 15, it's the first time we're hearing spoken word. There was something more so so raw 
It's like singing and talking and just being a human acapella. No music, no nothing, just a raw heart beating in front of us. We feel your pain, we feel your love, and you move me to do this. And then at that moment, uh, Howie Mandel hit the golden buzzer, which means he ended up uh, sending Brandon Leak straight to the live show finale, um, to the finals, um, to the live shows. And so uh, that was uh, Howie's... Uh, golden buzzer and yeah you'll be able to see more of brandon um in the coming up episodes it's going to be interesting because they did tease in two weeks um like the show's coming back but it's going to be the contestants are at home right now um because we are still quarantined um a lot of shows it's it's interesting because america's american idol did it uh, I think they were one of the first shows to do it from their homes where they crowned an American Idol from their house. Um, and then um, The Voice did it. They followed suit with having somebody crowned in their home. So it's just, you know, it's kind of what we're used to now. Everybody Zooming in or Skyping in. It's the it's the new big thing. And that's – it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that pure moment of happiness. I hope it brought you, you know – if you've lost a loved one, you know, some sort of comfort in that. And that's it. That is uh, today's show. Um, like I said, I'm really distracted because I know in a couple of hours I am heading to the doctor's. Um, gonna go get a vasectomy. Um, like I said, I'm nervous just because it's getting a surgery. I mean, it's nothing. You know, everybody keeps telling me those that have gotten the vasectomy, they're like, you'll be fine. It'll be easy. Snip, snip, you're done. Within 15 minutes, you're out the door. And you know what? I get it. I, I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Um, my, my pain threshold is pretty high, but still, I'm <laughs> going in to a hospital to get quote unquote surgery. And then. That's it. No more kids. So wish me luck. Keep me in your thoughts <laughs> as I go into this uh, new beginning for me. Um, if you f want to, feel free to reach out to me. Hula SD. That's Hula as in the dance. H-U-L-A. And SD San Diego. Search on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, check out TikTok. I'll be posting some. I'll be posting stuff on Instagram. Trust me. You can probably follow the journey until I get in trouble or till I'm told to, you know, turn off my phone. Um, so, or if Wi-Fi doesn't work in there. Um, so follow me on social media today um, or tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But either way, I will be back on uh, tomorrow's um, Life with Hula podcast. So you will hear all about the fantasticness that is the vasectomy on tomorrow's show. All right. Hope you have yourself a great day and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. <laughs>